Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics Show podcast. Love podcasts, hate nonsense. It's the Politics Show podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, smattering polite applause. Respectful applause, please. Respect, respectful applause. Ed Campbell. Hello. How are you? I'm doing excellently, thank you. How are you? Great. Perfect. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yes, tip top, tickety-boo. And we're joined by Olga Koch. Koch? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that no is. wrong answers. Koch is the correct one, but you can, can say whatever you want. We can make that sound. You should have a go at that. Koch. All right. Was that good? That's a sound. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it a go. Um, comedian, entertainer, yeah, rock star. Yeah. I'll take it. Banging. Podcaster. Podcaster. Right currently. Home. Currently, currently <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> right now. <laughs> in real time. Yeah, yeah, in real yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, how was everyone's weekend? Weekend was what? busy. We had th- three birthday drinks <gasps> events in Mr. Popular. Hours. You're so cool, man. And then on Sunday, I was felt awful. Feel awful now, actually. What was your hangover ritual? Um, so I didn't actually feel hungover at all yesterday, okay. Brag. But um, today... Because you were still drunk! <laughs> I'm still battered on Monday morning! But I feel I feel today like I might jump off a bridge at any point. It's like one of those. What? Yeah. You know what I said? No, no, can you... Keep it light, Ed. Can, yeah, <laughs> fucking... Sorry, no, da, 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 you, know, da. you know when I stopped drinking as much? Yeah. This is why. And I'm like, oh, I should probably drink, drink less again. So, wait, so it's not, ha- it's not hangover? No, it's like a depressant. Right. It's like, it's so like, it's like a come down. Yeah, basically, but for booze. Hmm. Which is yeah, just booze. <laughs> no, just booze. Just too many pints. Too, too too many pints. Which is for the simple crime of ten or eleven beers. <laughs> now I might jump off a building. <laughs> All in one go. Uh, probably the course of a day on Saturday. Legend. Yeah, it was pretty tight. You're sick. Yeah, no, very no. cool. I love that. <laughs> Me? Yeah. My weekend? Yeah. 
Uh, I went to Edinburgh, spent it in Scotland, had a lovely, lovely. time. Yeah. Had a gigging? lovely time Just gigging. Eight, nine gigs in total? Too many gigs, That's arguably. That's three work days. ethic, isn't it? Oof. Look, I like nice things. <laughs> uh, and I want my San Pellegrino in a glass bottle. Mm. And that costs you, buddy. Yeah, it does. It adds <laughs> up. It adds up. Yeah. Preacher to the converted on that one. That's me. Can I tell you something that's um, uh, pertaining what we d- were discussing before we started recording about getting canceled and stuff? Yes. Because I, I need to. <laughs> I need. I need to get this off my chest because I know that it, it calms me down. Mm. When I used to work for the video platform that radicalizes teenagers, uh, <laughs> one of the well, we are publishing this podcast. <laughs> one of uh, one of the things uh, that people like creators would get upset about would be negative comments. But you always need to remember that out of let's say you have a thousand subscribers and you can scale that to however many you have, you'll have max proportionately 10 comments, right? So, and the people who leave comments, that's not your average viewer. That's just a crazy person. So we look at a comment as a representation of a silent majority when in reality, it's just the fringe groups that comment. Yeah, they're the outliers. But I always think that, obviously, obviously I... Really when enjoyed. was the last time you commented in earnest yourself on something you liked? Never. You send it to your friend. Yeah. I was you good. like it, but you don't comment on it. No. I think it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. To do. Obviously, I love all the politicians, audiences' contributions, thoughtful <laughs> contributions on our videos. You're different. You're not like everybody else. No. Yep. <laughs> Smarter, sexier. <laughs> More eloquent. <Better> <laughs> no, there's a good profile to be done, isn't there, on the people that like comment on Facebook content? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. It's, it's a self-selecting It's self-selecting feedback, isn't it? Because, well, first of all, I think there's something very unique about our current age and current moment, which is, I think, is a product of social media, which is maybe it, no, maybe it isn't. But that there's basically this yearning for adoration from strangers, right? Mm-hmm. This validation and vindication of, I don't know. Let's say you want to be an influencer and you want to have ten thousand likes on every single thing you post on Instagram. Is it necessarily that healthy to want? To want the adoration of ten thousand people that you no. don't know, respect, or know anything about. Like, what, what does that, what does that speak to about us on an individual level? I think that's the first thing to say. And the second thing to say as well, you're right, absolutely right about comments slash tweets. Is that it's a self-selecting forum of feedback, right? If if you don't like something, how do you express your discontent with it? Usually by writing something about it, mm. rather than there isn't really like a a mechanism for expressing that unless you're on YouTube when it's a downvote, but. You're probably more inclined to comment it, I guess. I think it's interesting, Bill, because Olga, you you get that immediate interaction from strangers you love and respect immediately yeah. when, when, when you're when you're gigging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they when throw you, rotten tomatoes at would, me. Yes. I wonder if that is that a similar. Do you think that's a similar brain chemistry being like to an influencer casting out to a faceless a faceless audience of potentially millions and millions and millions? You are putting. God, this is this makes it awful. But being like projecting your self or self worth onto an audience of however many people that's in the room with you, mm-hmm. do you think that's a, is that a healthy thing to do? Oh God, no. <laughs> There's not not one healthy thing about it. No, it's terrible. Um, it's like it's a blessing and a curse in comedy that the response is built in. Like you mm. know you're doing well if someone's laughing which in real time. In in real time, so it's like I guess you know you're doing well or you're not doing well, but also that's. The sort of maddening, the binary of it is also kind of maddening too. When was the last time you bombed? Oh my God, yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> how was it? Rough, Cause but it's, you get over it really quick. Because I, yeah, that's, I think about this and like, you saying you get over it quickly, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could get over it quickly. <laughs> well, it's hard at first and then you yeah. just get used to it. You're kind of like atrophy to it. Because mm. I, th- I think it ties into that the thing I was saying about strangers, right, is like, yeah, okay, in, 
in theory, everyone wants to be able to say, oh, I'm tough, I'm hard, it doesn't matter if everyone, no one laughed when I was trying to make them laugh. But I actually think I, that would bother me. I think if I, if I tried to make them laugh and they didn't, it would upset me. And maybe it shouldn't. Well, I think in order to keep doing comedy, and I'm sorry to talk shop right off the bat, <laughs> you have to be on this con, con, doing a constant balancing act of delusion. So even if you're bombing, you think you're good enough to keep going. But also self-awareness in order to know that you need to improve and better your jokes. Because mm -hmm. if you truly don't care about what other people think, you're never going to get good because you're never going to improve. <laughs> but if you care too much... You're all fucking idiots. <laughs> you don't get me. <laughs> Read a fucking book! Um, My book. I've risen. <laughs> no one's bought it. <laughs> E-reader PDF self-published. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, but I guess if you if you let it affect you too much, you'll never try again. Mm. So you're constantly balancing the two. Is that the move then to like post through the pain almost? Like if you're if if you if you're bombing, you <laughs> the just, Ed you, Campbell <laughs> yeah, the Ed Campbell approach, stick through the pain, crying as he's Think suicidal on a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guess I'll go to Bridge End and do a Vox Pop or something. Uh -huh. That'll make me feel better. <laughs> it better do well. <laughs> Sir, would you die for your country? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> me having a word off camera with the person being like, your, contributors are, your contributions are just not good enough. <laughs> this is mediocre at best. It's not my fault. This is a brilliant idea. <laughs> Always. Also, when you say like people want adoration, do you, given the churn of cancellations that like just happens naturally, mm. don't you become suspicious whenever anyone gets like too adored? To me, Ooh, when yeah. it, whenever there's a headline, it's like, we can't get enough of blank. I'm like, it's a countdown clock until we absolutely hate them so and in, want them to die. Like Matt Reif, at the stratospheric, yeah. like... I mean, kind of happened to Jennifer Lawrence as well. Like yeah. there's so many yeah. people who are like, the second we like them too much, to me, that's, that's a red flag. But, but then equally are then people looking for to then looking for a reason to stop oh yeah yeah it's well. like they're getting too big for for their boots we need to to, to take the them down a notch them. Uh, yeah I think there's two things happening there one of which I think is um, is like the cyclical nature of tabloid journalism which is that essentially you know you build people up yeah. maybe not deliberately with the intention of being able to tear them down yeah but it's awful convenient that everyone now knows who they are after you've relentlessly plastered photos of them in their swimwear all over your website and then for your two finger years. hovers over the nonce button yeah <laughs> fucking do the hard drives today boys <laughs> check them I think there's 18 euros of pedophile <laughs> um there is a bit of that and I also there, well there's like the horseplay isn't there between like the actual stars themselves and the media which is Nine times, quite often, sort of these showbiz journalists will go to these people and say, um, "Oh, we know about your affair, mm -hmm. so you you either give us something, and we won't tell that story, or you don't, and we will, and you end up in that in that sort of like it's it's basically a trap, but you end up either feeding them stories and providing them with access to these people who are blackmailing you, or you don't, and then you get cancelled, and there's kind of those two things sort of." Go forward and reverse and forward and reverse mm. over and over and over again. I think I, I was talking to someone about this recently, actually, about, about cancellation. And she was suggesting that you basically only get cancelled if you lose your job. She was like, within journalism, right, you can keep writing whatever the fuck you want to write for The Telegraph. And you like Twitter and Instagram could be going ballistic and being like, 
Ed Campbell's a racist piece of shit. I hate this guy. And as long as the Telegraph keep paying you, you're basically mm. fine. Right. And that the calculation has to be, will I lose my employment as a result of doing this thing? That's like, that's the, the only risk. So I don't know. If you were to like, if you were to come on the pod, or in fact, no, Olga's a good example. If Olga comes on the pod today and is like, actually, being a landlord, fantastic. <laughs> Everyone listening to Paul Joe, become a landlord. We support landlordism. Everyone would, mm, not necessarily sure if that works. Whereas if you only ever sort of, if you never push the boat out far enough to lose your employment, your base, the rest of it is basically noise. But are we just rebranding fireable offences as "quote unquote" cancellation? That, yes, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's an HR it, issue more than anything. Yeah, pre <laughs> pre the word cancellation, people still got fired for doing bad things. Yeah, actually, no, for sure. And there's also, I, I think, there's also like an element of the sort of um, the free speech absolutists, shall we say, who are like, you can't say anything anymore. Mm. It's like, no, no, you can say it. But that doesn't mean you can say it and there aren't any consequences. Do you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like free speech, yes, but also freedom of everyone else to think you're a prick for saying the thing that you said. So I think the two go hand in hand. Do you come across these guys in your in your work, the free speech absolutists? Mm, I, not really, no. I don't know what context that would come, come, As, come people, through. People being like, or intentionally incredibly offensive comedians. Or do they get, in, in your, are they on the circuit? Yes, I think... There's a lot of like, there'll be people in comments who are wilf, like will willful misconstrue stuff, mm -hmm. which seems so transparent to me, and and that and that feels like oh that's such bad faith that I won't even engage with it. Not that I would engage with anybody in the comments, but like, <laughs> oh you're different. <laughs> <laughs> you're. <laughs> 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 Dear listener, that was for you. That was <laughs> yeah, that was good. You're Olga's special favourite. <laughs> we've Insert all name we've here. all got one, <laughs> and it's you. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I think that's the thing, right? With if you take any joke, I'm sure you know, and you took it from the stage outside of that room, and you just repeat it very slowly and very deliberately. I don't know, wherever, wherever this conversation is taking place, on Sky News, let's say, or wherever, you rob it already of all of its context mm -hmm. and all of its setup and the nature of what... So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, you watch Ricky Gervais, you watch Armageddon. Did you see his most recent special? There's, a, there's, like a, there's a joke in that that relies on a very hackneyed stereotype about Chinese people. And he says it in the room, and they all find it fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. But if I was to repeat it to you now, and I won't, but you would just be like... Well, that's quite horrible. <laughs> it doesn't sound any better in context. Sure. <laughs> no. no, no, no. If you had the context of the stereotype, if you had the guys. This is a storied, <laughs> historic stereotype. Yeah. But I just, I wonder if there's like a, that like willful misconstruing, the, the, the sort of people like deliberately and intentionally misinterpreting something because it allows them either in the instance of like Ricky Gervais, I'm not, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying he's a fucking comedic genius, I don't think he is, but that you, you essentially, there's all kinds of people out there who are waiting and ready to misinterpret anything you mm -hmm. say to, for, for their own means or just because they don't like you. It allows a sense of superiority, an easy, an easy win for the day to be like, I, I had the moral high ground for a second there. 
Mm. I also think, I'm not sure, this is the first time I'm articulating it, so I'm definitely going to butcher it. But there's this feeling that when you see someone get attention, but it's not a person that you know, so it's not someone that you perceive as a celebrity, you, you are, you're, some people have a response of like, I need to... I just, who, who do they think they are? Mm-hmm. Who do they think they are holding a microphone? Who do they think they are getting? <laughs> Look, people <laughs> at Campbell. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like, who the fuck does this little guy think he is? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what people who don't like this say. This wee man. Oh, this wee, wee specky man with a microphone. I would never say that. No. You just say it on your alt account. Yeah, you just on my burner. multiple sock puppets. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, a, it's, I put on like a Welsh accent and I make these like hour-long videos on <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't actually. So that's why you expense the dialect <laughs> <Yeah>. coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll leave that. We'll leave that one there. I think. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Not another one? It's the Politics Show podcast. There's a reason I've been ripping fat vapes on this pod. Normally I can control... Because you're addicted to nicotine. Well, interestingly, not anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I just like it <laughs> no I've, t- I've I've picked a fucking bad day for it to be fair um, but I've I've gone to zero nicotine on the vape Ooh. so is it just flavour yeah <laughs> it's just vibes it's just it's just like popcorn lung it's not doing anything for me on like a stimulant no I, so I think I've tried to quit multiple times and failed but I think the way to quit is you basically ramp down you just like keep tweaking down the amount of nicotine and so there's no nicotine in it mm-hmm so then you're going cold turkey on the nicotine, but you still have the crutch of like the habit of holding the thing in your hand mm-hmm. and fucking token away on that bad boy. <laughs> and then once you've then once you're once you're then off the chemical side of it, you then break the habit of holding it, if that makes sense. So you're like taking it in turn. So you're replacing replacing it with a pen or like t- just holding something else. Maybe I will do that. <laughs> What's the next step? A Pez container? A pipe. A Pez container. <laughs> That would that would be sus. A quill. I think, I think a, grown, the pez <laughs> a grown men with pez containers. Yeah. <laughs> Do they still make pez? I've not seen them. Well, well, I don't know. I'm going to reject that tangent and just keep start talking about the vape story. If, I, if I bet mind. if we looked up some pez dispensers on eBay, we'd we'd find some real spicy <laughs> stuff. I was at a rave once. And oh, okay. Yeah, I had more than ten pints. Let me tell you that, Ed Campbell. <laughs> and there was a guy who had his who had his pingers in a pez dispenser. 
That's quite okay. That's sick. That's quite sick. We're back that's on board. Yeah, sick. right. Fine. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone's okay with it now. That's very dignified. That's so sick. <laughs> Let me see. With like a Bart Simpson on top. Yeah. I think it was Jerry. I think it was like Tom and Jerry. I think it was. Good stuff. Oh, good, that's a classic. Good, good. I think it was a classic. Let me see how much a Pez dispenser goes for these days. This is good audio, isn't it? But I want limited edition. I want. You want limited edition? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Bean unopened Pez dispenser, two thousand and five. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, How much are you paying for that, first of all? Uh, bargain. Bargain. <laughs> 50 pounds? You're paying £50 for that, my man? I'm, guess, I'm guessing, and Price is rating it. What is the... Okay, so... Ladies, you go back to his, and he's got the limited edition <laughs> Mr. Bean Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Their clothes fall off. <laughs> Let me tell you. You click it. <laughs> okay, so this, the going rate is one ninety five for That's a non so non limited no one pound ninety five for oh, a non okay. <laughs> one hundred ninety five thousand pounds <laughs> for a non limited dish standard Pez dispenser. It's one ninety five. Yep. How much do they want for the Mister Bean unopened two thousand and five? I'll even pull up an image for you. That's what. This almost twenty years old. That's what it looks like. That's gorgeous. Oh, I like that the tie is part of the dispenser. She is grace. That's good. That's good. It's quite harrowing. As a piece of art, I'll be honest. I don't love it. It is a bit distressing. Anyway, how much pen? Oh, it's got pez in the bottom as well. It's got it's got twenty year old pez. Okay, it comes locked and loaded. (laughs) 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 No need to buy ammunition separately. It's only twenty pounds. That is, I tell you what, a steal. Yeah, I'd get that easy. Let me set this. Unopened. <laughs> unopened. You had me at unopened. It's like a beanie baby. Do you remember when everyone was like, beanie yeah, babies yeah, are yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. retain their value or increase in value so much? <laughs> Sorry. General Griefer Star Wars Pez Dispenser, £1,179. Oh, that's sick. Let's see. A bit looks cool. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. why that's so expensive. That's because it's Star Wars rather than Mr. Bean. And they like they yeah. following him around yeah, Star Wars. It's so much more lucrative than Mr. Bean. Zorro nineteen sixty-five, $1,200. Did they that ever seems... get creative with the column itself, or was that always just true to form? They all look. Okay. So they're never like there's not vine around it or anything. Straight. Crazy like they that. look straight and true. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the vape ban? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to they do. They should ban Pezzers now. <laughs> Wouldn't fucking put it past him. Um, okay, should I do, do you want to do the setup? Shall I do the setup? Yeah, so I'll do it. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, Richard Sunak announced to Lad Bible. Fucking. <laughs> Why do we fucking do this, honestly? <laughs> Actually. There's a gif of you from an episode in the past where you do a very good, uh-huh. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. Insert I'm this that. close. Insert that now. Yeah, drop um, that clip in it. And I wouldn't think Lad Bible don't antagonise the government. I, think, I think that may have had something to do with it. That's probably it. Um, they are going to ban disposable vapes, flavoured vapes, elf bars, etc. Uh, in a bid to curb the epidemic of teenagers vaping, ripping fat clouds like that. <laughs> and you, also, can, you can take this from my cold, dead hands, Prime Minister. I fucking swear to you. They're also going to do that, increase the age at which you can buy cigarettes every year until it becomes farcical. <laughs> Which, like, you're a 67-year-old person and you can't, still cannot buy a cigarette. I think it's after 2008, isn't it? Yeah, you know, if you're a child now, you'll never be able to legally buy cigarettes, essentially. So seems... That is so bizarre. It's so smoky in here now. I know, it's atmospheric. A great, great visual. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't see us. 
<laughs> so glad we got the cameras on for this. Um, oh, we're going Rogan mode. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> SNL. Oh, fucking love you, Elon. Um, the... Yeah, so what, if you... So 2008, mm -hmm. you're like... Th so there's a world in the future where like a 35-year-old is begging their 36-year-old mate to buy them like a 20-pack. Yeah. Oh, now that would be a silly little skit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just... What do you think? You seem aggrieved. It doesn't yeah, I'm you. fucking aggrieved. You're an adult. No, and that's okay. not disposable vape. That's not affected. You're right. It's not disposable. It is a, it is a pod Are you flavoring that with liquid? Vape liquid? Yeah. Okay. I think I've got my liquid here as well, actually. He's come locked and loaded for this discussion. I'm always fucking, I'm always fucking loaded up. Heisenberg. <laughs> no, it's not called Heisenberg. It is. That is lame, I'm yeah, afraid. It's like, it's like crystal meth. You're like a Discord mod with your Heisenberg <laughs> vape. <laughs> it's not Breaking Bad. It's one of the UK's favorite flavors, my guy. Award winning. Vampire vape. Heisenberg oh my God, flavor. can we go to the vape flavor awards? <laughs> That's, Red carpet hosting? That actually sounds like a good... Something that's up my street. That yeah. sounds prime Ed Campbell. We sent him to the Porn Awards once. I mean, I am aware of this. Why do you think I'm here? <laughs> um, but could I, I want to know, it's a, is it a blind taste test? I don't know. They get two 13-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> they, they see who starts jonesing first. They, they go to a white, a white blank studio and there's two newborn babies. Actually, not newborn. They can crawl. And they put, <laughs> they put flavors, flavors of vapes at the other end. And whichever the baby sucks down first, <laughs> that's the one they market to teenagers. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, look, I think I, 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 is vaping good for you? No, no, clearly it's Obviously not good not. for you. It's not good for your lungs, mm -hmm. and it's certainly not good for whether or not other people think you're cool. Because <laughs> <Okay? laughs> people think I'm a fucking loser when I pull this bad boy out, right? I yeah, would. You look like a professional gamer. <laughs> You used to have. You've never, you've, That's actually not a bad thing, I think, in my, in my mind. You, I'm very happy to be. You used to have that unit. I did have a box oh, model. It was like, it was oh, like a, oh, I had a box no. model, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, 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 no. Like yeah. a modem. Yeah. Yeah, dial up. Yeah. I used to have that. It made noises. Beyond the... <laughs> but you're, you're arguing that vaping is good for you. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's less bad for you than smoking. Mm-hmm. But just to be to be deadly serious about it, and and I know I know that I look like a ginormous twat with this in my hand, and that if I had like a fucking leather jacket on, like James Dean, I mean I still wouldn't look cool, but I I would look cooler than that. Yeah. Right. At least smoking has that going for it. You mm -hmm. know, you got a fucking you get a pack of Mali Reds, you stick them in your fucking t-shirt, you roll up the sleeve, all that shit. You're on a motorbike. I don't know, whatever, whatever the kids are into these days. <laughs> the epidemic of greasers. Covering <laughs> <laughs> their, covering their fucking hair. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Starting, starting a cappella bands <laughs> over burning oil cans, demanding segregation. Um, yeah. But it doesn't give you cancer like those 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 tobacco ones did. I'm I would never be caught on camera or tape defending anything Rishi Sunak does. My only question is, what about the landfill that all the plastic and all the sort of disposable mm. is that bad? Is but that a specific oh, question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely bad. Definitely bad. And the other thing is it's well, surely not it's it's worse than cigarettes. Because you're throwing away yeah. cell phones, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Because no, no, because they the batteries contain they're lithium-ion batteries, which is the same rare earth metal which is in like the batteries that power our smartphones, and there's a very limited amount of that. 
Yeah. So it's it's, it's like a burner phone approach to the, yeah, cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> I I think genuinely in like 10, 20, 30 years time when battery when um gigawatt batteries and large parts of our society are powered by these things they will find the idea that we all just like every 24 hours would throw a little bit of lithium like into the bin. <laughs> what the fuck were you doing? Um, it would be like the guy who's desperately trying to find his Bitcoin hard drive oh, God, like, yeah. in landfill because it would be worth Coming through. Yeah, tens of thousands of pounds now. I think actually it is good to stop teenagers from vaping if they're not. So the, the argument is, so from the, the pro-smoking lobby such as yourself, they are, are they, so American tobacco over Sorry, there. the non-virgins? Yes. <laughs> so um, the, the argument is that vaping is, you can wean yourself off cigarettes easier if you can have a vape. And the thing is, they're not, they're not getting rid of all vapes. Like, this thing is going to be fine. But it's the disposable vapes they're getting rid of because they are incredibly, they're marketed not directly towards teenagers, but children like them because they're fucking cotton candy flavoured and some they're, they're flavours that no adult should be consuming in vapour form and Ed Campbell will not rest until we're all vaping roast chicken <laughs> mm, not enjoying your cabbage vape Oliver <laughs> is that a butternut squash risotto flavour I see <laughs> but, the, but the thing is teenagers aren't teenagers aren't going from smoking to vaping they're just going straight in at vaping yeah. And we still don't, it's such a new technology. We don't really know what it does to your body. And I think it's... We know what cancer, we, don't, we know what cigarettes do to your body. And there's, yes, but we, uh, don't and there's, know, we don't know what vaping does. Yeah. Uh, so, so why are we letting it, why are we letting the children be an, a laboratory okay, so, for chemicals made by big tobacco? So, 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 so. Just to enter, to, to avoid the like outrage factory that exists around like, ooh, teenagers smoking. I will just say from the outset, yes, teenagers should not vape. They are meant to be over 18 when they buy these things. Now, what do I actually seriously think about this? I would rather that they were vaping than smoking if they're, if they're 15, 16 years. Commit to it. <laughs> Commit to the bit. Commit, lean in. Um, but none, nonetheless, whatever. Like, let's just play by the rules. Be legal about it. They're not meant to have these things anyway. So I don't think the answer is to ban the entire product and stop adults from also using it. The answer to that is to fucking try and impose some actual trading standards on the corner shops that sell them and stop them from selling them to people that are under 18. That's how I think you fix that problem. They've also done studies on this in the States and they found that when they banned um, electronic nicotine devices, smoking uh, tobacco smoking rates increase in younger, in younger demographics. So I think if the choice is, do we want them to be smoking tobacco or vaping, I would actually rather that they were vaping. I would say neither. I think neither you can go for. Yeah, oh, I think is hell. it is it a because I think what Ed is trying to say is that it, they were not smoking anything before, <clears throat> yeah. and then they started vaping. Like, yeah, like, like primary school children aren't smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and that that was never happening. Were you smoking a cigarette as a child, as a primary school child? Okay, no. just legends like you. <laughs> no, 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 sorry, I am pretty fucking punk rock. Or at least but no. a cigar after a long day. <laughs> But I think, but I think like it's it's a it's a chewing a fucking sunflower. Seed. That, that's the, that's the issue is that it's going. It's people who would never have smoked a cigarette are now going on. Yeah, to, it's to not vape. cigarettes it's more, or vaping. It's, it's nothing it's like, or vaping. I don't know if there was an incredibly delicious beer. <laughs> that was like you had about ten or eleven at the weekend, <laughs> yeah, didn't you, my guy? I'll tell you what, what were you supping on? <laughs> I don't know. Depression, juice. Carling, <laughs> Carling. Mm -hmm. But if there's something like I don't know, 
or if there was flavored cocaine. <laughs> that now, that was... there's an idea. <laughs> the thing is, the th- I'm, glad, I'm glad the thing that Ed's pointed out is that the cocaine was not Moorish in any way, shape, or form before it was flavored. <laughs> it wasn't marketed no, for children. No addictive qualities whatsoever. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh my not... God, bubble gum, I'll take more of this now. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I will take it. Is that's what it is? It's it's it's, 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 it's less of an entry. Cut, cut that up. Cut that up. <laughs> it's less of an, a barrier of entry. Have you considered to taking those substances? Have you considered that one way to combat your depression from the weekend may be a stimulant? <laughs> that's why I think I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> it was only the industrial quantities of cocaine that got me up this morning. Strawberry cocaine. Strawberry cocaine. <laughs> How do you make that? Uh, you just buy lots of yogurt. <laughs> You have that locked and loaded. <laughs> oh no, that's why I'm also tired. He's not like He's not lying. I was, I was, not, I was, not, I was up cutting my cocaine <laughs> with yogurt dust. Um, well, vaping, vaping. I think Ava would be here, and Ava would be incredibly anti this. So I feel we should give more, <laughs> more platform to that idea in her. I, I'm very intrigued by the the fact that you. That like a few years ago, buying a cell phone you could smoke was not an option. And now not buying it feels like an um, infringement on your freedom. <laughs> First of all, every, everything is an infringement on my freedom. Right? <laughs> the, sh- the chains of society burn my skin. I yearn for the wilderness. Um, no, okay. I can tell you a story, actually. Please. When I was at uni, that's all this is. <laughs> when, I was, when, when I was at uni, I, um, I almost dropped all of my student loan wholesale buying 500 vapes from China to ship to the UK and sell. Uh-huh. Basically become like a vape shop. <laughs> I, I want There's to, not enough of those around. No, no I want to emphasise no one was vaping at this moment in time. This, was, this would have been 2012... Oh, yeah. They did. There was not a vape. There was not a vape shop on the high street, and I got my hands on one of one of these puppies, and I was like, "Hot damn! That is going to be. <laughs> this these are going to sell like hotcakes, sir." <laughs> Five year olds, come here. <laughs> yeah. Run along, man. So, so the plan was to go this to the local. This is your cousin Marvin Marlborough. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan was to buy 500 vapes, go to the nearest primary school, and start selling. <laughs> no, um, no the, I was employed as a dinner lady, <laughs> but no one was selling them. And we, we, we at that point, the only ones we tried were two. My my colleague at McDonald's had a huge, like fucking dildo shaped one. It's the only way. To, it was honestly, it was like this big, and you walked around with it like this. It was like a hooker pipe. You know? Like you had the thing on there, and you'd walk around almost like you could hear it bubbling almost. <laughs> or they were the ones that looked like cigarettes and like had the light on the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. And obviously were fucking naff and terrible. So we were like, there must be a better way of doing this. Found out about the box mods. Anyway, we decided that, that was too risky use of our student loan, so we instead decided to use it with a company called Bookie Bashers, where they basically bet against bookies using um, oh, like offers, a yeah, match betting thing. We thought that was a safer bet than than drop shipping the vapes. And how did that go? Yeah, we doubled our money. So. Did Ollie, you actually? Yeah. Ollie was like, Ollie just tells stories about being at uni and being like a grifter. An entrepreneur. All, 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 all these stories at uni are like, here's how I made a, way more money than you'd expect. <laughs> like an 18 to 21 year old. <laughs> you need money. You do need money. Yeah, obviously. But most people get like, you had a job and most people don't have the entrepreneurial I had, spirit. To... I had several jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Several jobs. Good for you. And now you're doing this. <laughs> 
Where did it all go fucking wrong? Your fury drops, mate. I had, I, well, yeah. <laughs> Quite <laughs> possibly, yeah. <laughs> um, See, I asked, I asked a teenager about this, about what he did. I was like, how easy was it? Do you think the people listening know what we're talking about? Vaping. Yes, sorry, yeah, go on. What were you talking about? Nothing. No, you go ahead. Oh, sorry, not no, that. No, 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 no. Okay, you go ahead. Okay. Wait, as what? a teenager. <laughs> in, in, as a teenager, how easy was it for, for you to get vapes at school? <laughs> he said, all you had to do was walk to the corner shop next door to the school, take <laughs> off your school tie, and be like, hello, one vape, please. <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, sure, grand. As if like even the, just the facade of, of this man or the person running the shop did not know that this person was wearing a school uniform. Pretending. It's so funny that like... He was buying a chocolate milk as well. <laughs> <laughs> Counting out his pocket money. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the, the only thing that will identify me as a school child is the tie. <laughs> <laughs> not the school badge on the blazer that I'm also wearing. Or visibly looking like a child yeah, as well, well. There's that, yeah. I don't know. I just I think it's dumb. Basically, I think it's I think it's a good way to quit smoking. I don't think you should be. But that's not what it is. You can still quit smoking using that. But the these it's flavors. It's the disposable bit that's. But they're gonna they're going after the flavors as well. Yes, but also no 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 like the thing about Elf this, bars. This is and less convenient than a disposable. What's the Elf called? What uh, Lost, Lost Mary. Mary. They're like also they look cool as in like they're like accessories as well as in they they, they look attractive. That looks very Y two K. Extremely mm. yeah, and so like no teenager is gonna be like. Well, time to invest in I'm, fucking a can bit I just, of Can I just metal. demand? Can I demand a little bit of intellectual honesty? Mm-hmm. When I vape, I am routinely and fairly told that I look like a fucking loser. Yeah. You think the lost the lost Mary Elf Bar kids are cool? No, I don't. Other children do. Yeah, Other children have, think yeah, those children are sick. Cool. Yeah, I don't think they're cool. They don't think I'm cool. We don't need well, to think how wrong cool. How wrong they are. <laughs> how wrong they are, Ed Campbell. Also, I would like a bit of iron discipline from people to just not do anything because I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. So you, all you need is just through sheer power of will. All you need is 10 pints. <laughs> and you get the exact same thing. Have you tried crippling alcohol? <laughs> my lungs are fine. My brain is not. <laughs> so all you need, children, is just a bit of iron discipline. There's a beautiful moment when people stop using peer pressure to try and stop try and get you to start from like 13 to about 19 people are like just try just try but then eventually they're like maybe don't and then they're on your side and all it takes is just militant discipline you know that one drag no not a single drag no what about bring it in <laughs> <laughs> you've chained me to the chair <laughs> Cuban Cuban <laughs> you know that horrific way that they executed that prisoner in, oh, uh, with yeah. nitrogen gas. That's me with, tobacco, with oh, a cigarette. No. <laughs> That's what you're going to do to me. What about Ed Campbell? Yep. A drug cigarette? No. Um, I, this, what I'm about to say is quite cringe, but I promise it's pertinent to the, <laughs> to the conversation. I've just done 15 minutes defending Vaping. So <laughs> I think you'll be I mean, okay. we have, yeah, we have different bars for shame. <laughs> um, and so I, <laughs> I used to do a bit, and I still stand by it, is the reason kids do smoke cigarettes is not because they want to smoke. It's because they want to look cool. So you need to give them the tools to say no that still make them look cool. So offer me a cigarette. Olga, would you like a cigarette? No, nicotine makes my dick too big. <laughs> That's the kind of PSAs we need to be going into schools with. You know what's really cool? Children talking about their genitals <laughs> to, to other children. 
Rishi Sunak's got this all wrong. We need a public information campaign about 15-year-old penises. <laughs> what could go wrong? No, fair enough. I think if you have an excuse, it works. Yeah. I didn't have an excuse. Oh, no, sorry, I'm that smoking that later with your mom. Like, come on. <laughs> My mom doesn't let me. <laughs> so you're pro-vaping ban? Yeah. I don't think, think vaping is good for you. I don't think... I'm not saying it's good for you. I'm saying it's better for you than smoking. And I but think the vaping should... is still available. It's the disposable yes. vape. I just can't... How can you be behind selling disposable cell phones that are just being... <sighs> just... Should they be um, more environmentally friendly than they are? Yes, absolutely. I think for environmental reasons, having like tiny little plastic things that people just throw away all the time, I think it's terrible. I think it's absolutely terrible. You're right. I think there is a slight. One, I think one maybe of the maybe a recyclable largest... paper solution that has maybe mm. like plant leaves. In yeah. It. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like um, tar as well. <laughs> like you know, I wouldn't know anything about this, but those drug dealers who tell you that their gear is like fair trade and come from like organic <laughs> sources. That's like that's my what you want with the my vape. yogurt solution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were paid a fair wage. <laughs> the cows that produce the yogurt. Um, uh, what was I saying? Fucking. I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, sorry. I think um, smoking tobacco is quite literally one of the most dangerous public health uh, issues. Kills kills tons and of people. And it makes your dick too big. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, that is a problem. <laughs> um, and we should do something about it. I'd like. Well, I think you should you should incentivize people to quit. I don't think the way to do it, by the way, is stopping people from smoking full stop. I think you should be allowed to kill yourself like that if you want to. I think it's like your God-given right as a free-born Englishman. But I don't, I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. That's fair. I disagree. Because there are other smoking aids available. Have you ever fucking done a nicotine patch? No, of course you haven't. You no. Wouldn't, you wouldn't, why would you no. have done that? Yeah. I'm not. No. <laughs> no, I won't, no, I won't have a rolly. I've got my Nicorette. <laughs> <laughs> Me standing in the smoking area, sleeveless shirt on. <laughs> oh my god! But imagine uh, if they if the vape companies go after nicotine patches and they make them like Elmo, like <laughs> the novelty band aids. Mr. Bean Kids are edition. buying nicotine patches. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Paw Patrol on uh, it. <laughs> Barbie, all, all over. Fuck. Okay. Have well, you, maybe we'll never see eye to eye on this one. I th- I, I, yeah, I think that's probably quite likely. Mm. Total rhubarb. It's the politics show podcast. Something we do agree on: British homes for British families. <laughs> Thank God. Oh God! Thank God! I'm so glad you raised it, Ed. <laughs> Back to our common ground. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Tell us about it. What's happening, Ed? Um, so, Downing Street are going to unveil a plan prioritising social housing or spaces in social housing and giving it to British people as opposed to not British people. That's largely it. About damn time. About damn time. Fucking um, amen, brother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not so sure about this one. Don't love that. Mm-mm. I'm doing bad facial expressions, so... I can't. <laughs> Olga was shaking her head, just for the listeners. Yeah, um, it seems... the There's two facets to, it, to this, isn't there? There's like the racist element of this, and mm. also the impracticality of this, in terms of the vast majority of people who get social housing are British, so it actually doesn't really, there's no, this This isn't a problem and this isn't the solution, but if you want to have more British homes for more British families anyway, just build some fucking houses. Equally, I think. Uh, yeah. He's done it in a have, sentence. Have I eliminated yeah, the rest of the conversation? <laughs> no, I, look, you're right. It's, 
it's kind of like a, a red herring because it's already incredibly difficult if you're if you're not a UK citizen or have settled status. Like you, in fact, um, people. I think the subtext of this, right? He's talking about people on like small boats, right? He's talking about refugees, etc. They're not allowed to, to 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 claim housing benefit. They're not allowed to 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 live in um so, social housing until at least until their claim is processed. You know, they're, they're literally their access to benefits is restricted for for time periods after arriving in the country. It's totally disingenuous to suggest that they could. And again, you're right to suggest that. Ah, who is responsible for the housing crisis in mm. Britain? The most vulnerable people yep. who were haven't who arrived yesterday on yep. a dinghy, they're responsible. Yeah, they're They've responsible. They've taken your house already. Yeah. It's um it's pretty stagnant. It's also as well, I think it should be mentioned about like normalize normalizing this sort of discourse and how much this kind of anti immigration, anti refugee rhetoric mm. has become part of the political mainstream in the past decade, if that. It normalizes it and it's not going to help the Tories out, it's going to help out the further right parties because it's going to legitimize the stuff that the conservatives would never say now sounds less atrocious less abhorrent because of um, it flatters them by comparison because you could, could get someone to stand up and saying well we should just shoot them all and that sounds less abhorrent because of the rhetoric like this that they're that the conservatives are bringing into the political mainstream that's one of the things isn't it with this uh quite ugly rhetoric is that you can never you can never be racist enough to feed that dragon. Like it will, it will always consume you in the end. If you, if you, if you play to those nativist tendencies, there eventually comes a point where you will know you, you will, you will reach your red line faster than the racists will. You will never be able to fully, to fully appease them, to fully make them happy. And if you just play that game, rather than putting forward a vision, like a positive vision, an alternative vision for Britain, um, <coughs> one in which let's say, there are hundreds of thousands of houses being built every year or, or to reject and actually dismantle the false dichotomy between um, it's you or me, buddy. What only one of us gets a house, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if you don't put your hand up and do the brave thing of saying, how about both of you get a house? If you don't, if you don't do that, um, then you then you sort of fall into this populist, right? Nativist. Well, actually, I think you probably call this ethno nationalist, right? This yeah, fucking, sure. it's like, it's like British jobs for British people, local jobs for local people. Um, it's a nonsensical, like it doesn't change anything. Nothing is being changed. It's just a, a, a sort of gimmicky this is name. Slogan. Yeah. Because, okay, and then I'm, might be, I'm not super informed on this, but I volunteer with an incredible organization called the Islington Center for Refugees and Migrants. And then, honestly, spending one day there, you realize what asylum seekers have to go through. And at no point are there systems like encroaching on the housing systems for British people. So this is like, they're, they're happening in parallel. So this idea that they're like competing for the same housing is bizarre and untrue. But also the standards for living for asylum seekers that are so much lower, they are horrific. Like people, people are forced to live in like hotel rooms that are covered in black mold. Like it is awful. And so any, any narrative that sort of reinforces the stereotype that it's somehow like easy and freeloading to be a refugee or an asylum seeker, it is so upsetting. Sorry, I don't have a punchline. No, 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 no. that's great. Tell, can you tell us more about um, 
what some of those circumstances or people, obviously you don't have to like fucking dox the people that you've worked with, but like, could you tell, you mentioned that parallel world. Could you tell yeah. us, tell us a bit more about that? So I guess, and again, I'm like, I'm just a volunteer. I have no legal background and I'm, I don't want to like name things or programs, but basically mm. you arrive, you can wait up to a year once you arrive to just get the interview. And in that time, up to that year, you're not allowed to work. So like this idea that maybe you're lazy or don't want to work, that's just that is just false because it is illegal for you to work. And then um, after a year, you might get that interview and then you can wor wait up to a year for a decision on that interview. So that's two years where you are not, you don't have like legal status or anything. And that's, and that in itself is nerve wracking. And you're living in like a hotel room that is designated to you by a governmental organization that truly doesn't give a shit about you. Mm. And, and like any living living standards that are around it, it's extremely difficult for you to seek like legal action or like sort of prove your rights to like good housing because a lot of the time maybe you don't speak the language or you don't have access to lawyers or those lawyers cost money and there's very few that do it pro bono or maybe like four hours a week once a week. So it's it's a, it's an incredibly difficult Kafka-esque maze to navigate. And again, it's like whenever you read something like this, it is just so upsetting for, for them to be portrayed as people who are freeloading. Mm. Sorry, this is really, really dark. But no, no, right. no, no, it's really interesting. And also once, okay, and then I am myself as I, I'm an Im immigrant and I am a British person, but like whenever you read stuff like that, it's like once, once they do go through the system and they get refugee status or they get a leave to remain or they get a British passport, then they are in the same system competing for British housing, but it is, they had become British people, yeah. right? Mm. And so it's either they're not competing for the same thing or once they are, they are British people, so they are entitled to those homes, right? I'm going to suggest... That when Rishi Sunak says British workers, mm. he may not mean all British workers. What? what That's it, isn't could it? Could you be more specific? Oh, old boy, I think you know. <laughs> Is it the same you way? You know damn well what I mean. The same way with when, the, when I interviewed the far right people on um, Remembrance Day, they kept talking about we are here, the English yeah. are here. It's, it's, a, it's a substitute <sighs> word for white people. I said it. Yeah, I think that it it's it's not quite dog whistle, right? Because it's way more blatant. Than that. I think. Do you think? Yeah, I don't think it's dog whistle. I think. Because I, th I think. <laughs> I think as as a, a substitute for a dog whistle, <laughs> a foghorn, explicitly, explicitly racist. Yes. <laughs> no, it, I I don't. When you say like British homes for British people, I think, and there are people, and I'm not going to name names, but there are people in the national media who have made a talking point of this recently talking about immigration and the, and the proportion of people in london for example who live in um who live in social housing and essentially willfully misinterpreting um white british as being the only the figure that actually is british and like the other derivations ethnic derivations of let's say black british asian british not including those when talking mm -hmm. about the proportion of british people that own social housing and uh, live in social housing in london for example and it's this idea that basically, unless you're white, you can't be British, mm -hmm. which is obviously morally problematic. Shall we say at a minimum? <laughs> shall we? Shall we say? <laughs> shall we say intellectually incoherent? Yep. I don't know. I just. It's like I don't think you have to be a genius to see that. Or maybe. Maybe, or maybe that's the point. Maybe that's because the people it's, it's it, you know, that you're catering to with a political message like that, you really are catering to people who are like, yeah, yeah, 
why only white people are British. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's just the, it's so blatant now of just it's, also not, there's no problem to be fixed. That's also what underlines this. It's like there's a housing crisis. Yeah, that's almost a separate issue to this. As it's not like pe- people who aren't British born do not dominate the social housing thing. So this changes nothing because there's nothing. There's, this isn't a remedy because there's nothing to be fixed. If that makes sense. He's by talking about it like this, he makes it sound like there's a bounty of British homes that, <laughs> that, that, that like, are able to be handed out, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that the order in which they're handed out is wrong. I think you should you should cross out the British bit on both sides, and it should just be homes for workers. That would be a that would be a totally adequate political political too position. Bloody socialism. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry. You forgot to introduce the ethno-nationalist part <laughs> to this policy, Ed. We'll never do that. But also workers is a loaded word to use as well, isn't mm. it? It's not people. It's workers. Yeah, it's bloody freeloaders. Awful. Yeah, God. I think they tell you what, I'm thinking I've had it up to here with this government. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might be a nasty bunch. <laughs> I'm this close to starting a podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I think we've, we've nailed that. Any, any, other, any other things you'd like to mention or reference? Any other topics of discussion, Edward? Olga. Anything Olga. you want to talk about? Olga's on tour. I'm on, me? Yeah. Oh You're... my God, thanks so much for bringing it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a show called Prawn Cocktail all over the United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand. Fucking international. Yeah. And Olga, I did Olga India. Olga was just in India this weekend. What the fuck? Yeah. I thought you said you were in Edinburgh. Yeah, I wasn't. Sorry, Edinburgh. last week was yeah. India. Excuse me. I came back on no, Thursday. No, Edinburgh, India. It's <laughs> Ed in a place, yes. Um, what was gigging in India like? Incredible. It's been my second time. It's so much fun. It's mm. so much fun. The scene there is really, really cool. And it's really cool to watch comics who, because they all speak like at least three languages. So you'll see someone switch languages like halfway through a set and do like a punchline in a different language. It's so, so cool. That's sick. It's the coolest thing. Where's your favorite? Because you've turned. Scandinavia and stuff as well. Yes. Where's your favorite country other than the UK to tour? I'd say India. India might really? be number one. India and then New Zealand. Those yeah, are the New big Zealand's two, sick. I'd say. Because I think India is really, really fun. Just because I feel like the, the, the scene is really young and vibrant and they're all like really excited about it. So you could feel it like in the acts. There's no like jaded, jadedness <laughs> the way that you walk into a green room in London and people are like... Yeah, Sorry, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in New Zealand, I think because there's so much arts funding, and because the most famous comedians from New Zealand, like Flat Concords and Rose Matafeo, they're like they're quite alt and quite weird. Everyone, just the general public, is on board with weird. Mm-hmm. Like alt is the default, so that's mm. really really fun. I love Kiwi comedy. You do Guy Montgomery fan. Guy Montgomery. Big oh my god. Tim Bat. Is it bla- is the film Black Sheep? Is that one? Of- Black sheep. It's like know. a horror film about sheep. Where's this come from? <laughs> no, it was like, no, it's like a, no, it's like an indie indie. Um, I think it was like, um, fuck, I can't remember. What it, I won't do it now. I won't do it now. What was it? What was it? Is it a New Zealand film? Um, yeah, I think it was like an indie indie house New Zealand. I think it was part horror, part it was like black black comedy. Got you. Where was Megan like, was made there as well. Really? Yeah, I think New Zealand. Director and New Zealand writer. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Lord of the Rings. Too? Never heard of it. <laughs> I've had. No. I was too busy having sex. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can't. You can't have been that old. We were <laughs> Lord of the Rings. We were away. smoking. <laughs> we were having sex. Not with each other. With different people. We were having sex. We you can't sex. have sex. What are you having sex for three hours, Olga? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you're thinking for director's cut. <laughs> Four, baby. I don't know if the director is cut. Um, <laughs> so, so. Drop, drop in the comments. 
what you think Peter Jackson's penis does, looks like. <laughs> Peter Jackson's not. <laughs> what are we going for? Send us your sketches. <laughs> Draw sketches. it. Yeah. We should open up a PO box and have like a and have like a blue Peter drawing section, and you'll get a Paul Dukes Joe badge if you send us. Only if you do this, a drawing of Peter Jackson's penis. Nothing else. <laughs> Fuck. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Ed Campbell, a pleasure. Pleasure to be here. God bless you. I love God you. God bless you. Oh, it's you. Been, I've enjoyed having you on so much. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's thank been you. great. And I'm sorry I was like, if now it's on record, I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> we weren't going to acknowledge that to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Sick. See you on the next one, guys. Bye, Bye-bye. everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.